He exalts over us with singing and turns, turns our shame to praise. Come, Come Lord Jesus. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be second book of Samuel. Now when the king was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I have been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus, you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, 
so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more, as formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. The word of the Lord.
said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy, he will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The gospel of the Lord.
temporal time fades into eternal time. And this reveals how much God cares and loves us. In the greatest humility, God empties himself and becomes fully human in the form of a frail, helpless infant. What is so amazing about this story of the Annunciation is that Mary said yes. She agrees to cooperate and work alongside the Spirit as if in a holy partnership. Mary could have just as easily said no, which would have been most understandable. So what did Mary risk by saying yes? In first century Palestine, most women were engaged by the time they were aged 13 or 14, hardly an adult by today's standards. And in this ancient Jewish culture that Mary lived, for a girl to become pregnant out of wedlock was unthinkable. It was shameful. She tarnished not only her own reputation, but her family's. It also had cost her her very life. The accepted punishment for an unwed mother was to be stoned by the local villagers. When we take all this into consideration, we begin to have a much deeper understanding and appreciation for the incredible risk that Mary took when she so courageously said, yes. If you recall, when the angel approaches Mary, one of the first things he utters is, The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. These are much-needed words of comfort and reassurance that comes from God. Mary needed to know that she was not alone, that God was, yes, indeed, with her. Maybe this is partly what gave her the courage to say, yes, here am I. You and I need the same kind of comfort and reassurance today to know that God loves and cares enough for us to be with us always, all times. We need to hear, the Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. If we truly believe this, then maybe, just maybe, we can have the same courage as Mary and risk saying, yes, God, here am I. When we do things, when we do this and say yes, things begin to change. Our priorities shift as we realize that we are part of much, something much bigger than ourselves. We no longer live only for ourselves, but we live for each other and for God. In saying yes, we make way for miracles to happen in the most ordinary lives. And it begins by saying yes. Just a few days ago, I attended an ordination. Someone was being ordained to the priesthood. As in most ordinations, it was beautiful. Beautiful liturgy, beautiful music, beautiful surroundings. Very moving. But this particular ordination was incredibly unique, unlike any order, any others I've attended. At one point of the service, <clears throat> everything is quiet after all the music and the sermon and prayers and so forth. 
And it's time for the candidate of holy orders, the one who will be ordained, to walk forward to the very center of the church and stand alone before the bishop, who is seated in front of the altar. And this particular person is dressed in nothing but a pure white awl, a pure white gown. And so she stands all by herself in this quiet church, looking at the bishop straight ahead as he sits in the bishop's chair. And then he begins to read from her the ordination liturgy, asking various questions, how she, whether or not she will obey to be a minister in the church of God as a priest. And after each question, she answers, yes, I will. I could hear the incredible resolution and sincere as her voice as she gave a resounding yes each time to the bishop's question. But I was also close enough that I could see that her whole body was trembling, kind of showing how nervous she was, even though her voice was wonderful and sound and resolute. After the questioning, she turned to face the congregation to be vested for the first time. And people came up with a red stole, a stole like a scarf, and a red chasuble, like Bill was wearing, bright red, and they put it on her very beautifully, very, <coughs> with great dignity. And there she stands, she turns to face the congregation, newly vested in these priestly garments, and it is quite obvious that she is heavy with child. She is pregnant and soon to deliver her very first baby. She is absolutely glowing. She is radiating the hope and the promise of a new life, not only as a priest, but also as a new life that is growing inside of her. Immediately, I thought of Mary and that night when she is approached by the angel Gabriel. And I wondered if she also trembled when she said yes to all these questions. She must have been terribly frightened, not knowing what she was getting herself into. Yet, she still said yes. And thank God she did, literally. The new life that grew within Mary is the source of the new life offered to us all. But... We must be willing to have the courage to say yes to the possibility of new life. Saying yes to God is not easy. We make ourselves very vulnerable. Life can get more complicated. It often even gets messy. Because we open ourselves to God working within our lives. And often we find ourselves way out of our comfort zone unsure of what to do or to say. We open ourselves to experience the unknown and the unfamiliar, sometimes doing things we never imagined we could be doing in a million years. Yes, and saying yes, we know what it means to be fully alive. We live life large, beyond anything we could hope to do on our own. But like Mary, we say yes because we know we are not alone. We become the bearer of Christ's love into the world because we know the Lord is with us and we are not.
After the new priest was vested in her bright red stole and her chasuble, she knelt before the bishop for his final blessing. And the bishop laid both his hands on her head very securely on her bowed head. And at the same time, about 50 or 20 priests came up in their white albs and their red stoles gathered all around her and laid their hands on her shoulders wherever they could touch her. And we all prayed. It was clear that God was in that house that night. And it was clear the priest was not alone. None of us were alone. As if it was, it, it was as if Gabriel's message could be heard, whispered throughout the all, all the entire congregation. It's like we were reassured, knowing the Lord is with us. There is no reason. of the people. At this time of Advent preparation, we pray the words of Mary as she trusted in God's care. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. We pray that visitors to St. John's may find godly love in this place, that our clergy and people may be faithful witnesses to your love. God has looked with favor on his lowly servants. We pray for Donald, our president, Dano, our government, and all who are elected to serve your people. God has shown strength to his arm. He has scattered the proud and the We pray for our community. 
those facing major decision and private battles. We pray for those who knit prayer shawls and for those whose hurts are bound therein. And we especially remember Jim, Kim, Carol, Janet, Ida, Jimmy, Cheryl, Andrew, Susan, Edward, James, Jay, Susan, Donald, Barbara, Richard, Chaz, May, John, Mike, and David. God has filled the hungry with good things. We pray for those who grieve the losses in their lives, for those who are separated, and for those who have died, entrusting them into God's hands. God, have mercy on those who fear him in every generation. We ask forgiveness for the wrongs we have done and for the good we have left undone and for strength to amend our lives. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people in the multitude of your mercies. Look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls. And to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and in deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will. Walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen.
more about you and share more about St. John's. This is a very unusual Advent, or uh, yes, the fourth Sunday in Advent. The first time in 11 years that we have had the fourth Sunday of Advent take place on Christmas Eve. So we're, we're kind of straddling two different universes here. We're still in Advent, but also Christmas Eve. So this morning, we're still officially Advent. That's why there's no crash and no big point status and so forth. But that's all going to change this afternoon when we go into full, full form of Christmas Eve, the 4 o'clock and the 11 o'clock services. They're in the back of the bulletin. Please do come back. Invite a friend to come with you. It's absolutely glorious. And the 4 o'clock is going to be focused on children. So I encourage you to come back uh, and really take... Take uh, pure joy in the advent of the Christmas tide, which lasts for 12 days. Wherever you are on your journey, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you feel you need courage with to be able to say yes, you're welcome to come to the table. Take the body and the blood of Christ, the bread and the wine that we need to uphold us, to sustain us, to remind us that God is with us always. So walk in love as Christ loved us. And gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death to make us heirs in him of everlasting life. That when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me.
After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O God, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ. And bring us to that heavenly country, where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your Son and daughter. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our
faith with thanksgiving.
Eternal God and Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace, and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart, through Christ our the sun of righteousness shine upon you and scatter the darkness from before your path. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always.